Hello, and welcome to today's episode of Short Rounds Roundtable. I'm your host, Short Round. Today, we're going to be talking about Nathan Bedford Forrest again. Uh, this time, a little bit more in-depth about one thing I spoke about in the last podcast. Uh, today, we're going to be covering his speech to the Pole Bearers Association. Uh, he did this... In July of 1875, he was an invited keynote speaker, and I have the article here in front of me, and I'm going to read it to you. This is from the Memphis Daily Appeal. That's who wrote the article in 1875, and if you wish to go and read this for yourself and see it, you can find it on the Library of Congress's website. Just use the URL, Chronicling America, that's one word, dot loc dot gov and just look for the um forest speech for the pole bears association or just look up july 4th 1875 and it is in that paper um but without further ado i'm going to read this to you and then after i read it i'm going to break it down some um it is entitled, An Offering of Peace. And and before I get any further, I just want to point out, when you do look this up, it's not like it's a front-page headline. It's not like it's a um, a major article. It It's a snippet. It's, it's a column. So you have to look for it, but it's entitled, An Offering of Peace. Um, and bear with me as I read it to you. President Henley then said, General Forrest, allow me to introduce to you Miss Lou Lewis, who, as the representative of the colored ladies, will present you with a bouquet to assure you of the sincerity they entertain for the objects of this occasion. There were cheers, and as an offering of peace. Lou Lewis then advanced to where General Forrest was standing and presented the bouquet with the following remarks. Mr. Forrest, allow me to present you this bouquet as a token of reconciliation and an offering of peace and goodwill. There was applause. Response of General Forrest. General Forrest received the bouquet and in response said, Ladies and gentlemen, I accept the flowers as a memento of reconciliation between the white and colored races of the southern states. I accept it more particularly as it comes from a colored lady, for if there is anyone on God's earth who loves the ladies, I believe it is myself. There was immense applause and laughter. This day is a day that is proud to me, having occupied the position that I did for the past 12 years and been misunderstood by your race. This is the first opportunity I have had during this time to say that I am your friend. I am here, a representative of the Southern people, one more slandered and maligned than any man in the nation. I will say to you, and to the colored race, that the men who bore arms and followed the flag of the Confederacy are, with very few exceptions, your friends. I have an opportunity of saying what I have always felt, that I am your friend, for my interests are your interests, and your interests are my interests. We were born on the same soil, breathe the same air, and live in the same land. Why then can we not live as brothers? I will say that when the war broke out, I felt it my duty to stand by my people. When the time came, I did the best I could and don't believe I flickered. I came here 
with the jeers of some white people who think that I am doing wrong. I believe that I can exert some influence and do much to assist the people in strengthening fraternal relations and shall do all in my power to bring about peace. It has always been my motto to elevate every man to depress none. There was applause. I want to elevate you to take positions in law offices, in stores, on farms, and wherever you are capable of going. Excuse me, I have to switch pages. And now I gotta find my place. I have not said anything about politics today. I don't propose to say anything about politics. You have a right to elect whom you please. Vote for the man you think best. And I think when that is done that you and I are freemen. Do as you consider right and honest in electing men for office. I do not come here to make you a long speech, although invited to do so by you. I am not much of a speaker, and my business prevented me from preparing myself. I came to meet you as friends and welcome you to the white people. I want to, or I want you to come nearer to us. When I can serve you, I will do so. We have but one flag, one country. Let us stand together. We may differ in color, but not in sentiment. Use your best judgment in selecting men for office and vote as you think right. Many things have been said about me which are wrong and which white and black persons here who stood by me through the war can contradict. I have been in the heat of battle and co with colored men asked me to protect them. I have placed myself between them and bullets of my men and told them they should be kept unharmed. Go to work. Be industrious. Live honestly and set truly. And when you are oppressed, I'll come to your relief. I thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for this opportunity you have afforded me to be with you, and I assure you that I am with you in heart and in hand. There was a prolonged pause. The pole bearers band played a piece at the conclusion of which President Henley introduced Gen General Gideon J. Pillow. So let's break that down a little bit, shall we? So, there's no animosity. He was invited to speak. But there's a part in the last little bit I wanted to, to really focus on uh, right this second. And it's when he said, I have been in the heat of battle when colored men asked me to protect them. I have placed myself between them and the bullets of my men. Right there, I believe he is referring to Fort Pillow because at... Fort Pillow, when the USCT, some were surrendering and some were still firing into the crowds coming over, or crowd, excuse me, the Confederates coming over the, uh, the crest of the fort, Nathan Bedford Forrest rode forward and stopped any more death from happening. But that's what he's referring to right there. I have been in the heat of battle and colored men asked me to protect them. I believe that's what he's talking about. Also, you have to keep in mind, he had over 40 free black men who were in his personal security escort, his guard. They were armed, and they were his 
soldiers. They they were under his command. They weren't his slaves. They weren't his servants. They were his soldiers. Um, and almost every one of them, I believe, that lived through the war and, and applied got a pension, uh, thanks to General Forrest. Um, but if you really pay attention to this, he mentions it several times, that he is, he is a friend, he extends his hand, um, he, I mean, right here it says, I want to elevate you to take positions in law offices and stores on farms wherever you are capable of going. He, he's telling this group of people who at one point, the majority were probably slaves, and he's telling them, go and be productive citizens. Go and get jobs that you never could before. Really, sky's the limit. Find your potential and and make the most of it, and that's amazing. And history has just completely slandered this man. No one bothers to look at this, at this article, these speeches, what have you. All they see is what they're they're reading in history textbooks from high school and and other half-assed sources. Excuse the language, but that's all it is. Is they're not looking at all the facts. I had a history professor one time tell me, and it, it stuck with me forever. He told me uh, when I was in school at the University of Northern Colorado, there are three sides to the truth. Yours, the other person's, and what really happened. And this is one of those cases where <laughs> you have, so to speak, history's word, Nathan Bedford Forrest's word, and what really happened. And what really happened was he was not this demon, this devil to the colored race after the Civil War, after after the slaves were freed. He was not this just hell-bent on, you know, rape, pillage, murder, like history would propose, like what you see in on the History Channel and in, uh, like I said, high school textbooks. There, And this is why independent research is such an important thing. This right here, Nathan Bedford Forrest speaking to a very large crowd of former slaves, you know, and he's telling them, go, prosper, do your thing, be the best citizen you can. He also told them he's not going to influence who they vote for, that do vote for whoever they think does the right job. There are so many things we can learn from Nathan Bedford Forrest when he spoke and when it was recorded and and it's, you know, as long as it's a, a reputable source. And this is a very reputable source. I mean, it's the Library of Congress. If you can't trust the Library of Congress uh, when it comes to articles like this, then you can't trust anybody. But Nathan Bedford Forrest, he did. He spoke how he felt. He never said anything he didn't mean. And he really did. He wanted the best for these people, for everybody. He wanted the best for the country. He said so in the in the article, in the speech. So take everything I've said how you want with a grain of salt. Believe me or not, I've given you the uh, the link. Like I said, it's Chronicling America. That's one word, dot L-O-C, dot gov. And go check it out for yourself. And while you're there on the Library of Congress's website, go look through other uh, articles, other historical uh, segments. There's so much on the Library of Congress's website. 
and it's it's great for independent research. It really is. Um, if you have any questions or any topics you would like for me to talk about, please reach out and let me know. Um, thank you so much for listening. Please spread this far and wide because we want history to be told in a true aspect. We're tired of the false narrative. We're and it, it's just it's getting to the point of ridiculous for men like Nathan Bedford Forrest to be called a traitor, for him to be called treasonous, for him to be called a racist. Even he wasn't a racist. I mean, at all. This article is a clear, you know, one of many things. That, proves that entirely so please like i said go do your independent research go enjoy learning true history and thank you all for everything thank you for listening and um i really really hope you enjoyed today's segment thank you so much god bless and god bless dixie